Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Of course, we come to you each and every day. And I know we have delays, but the show must go on. Our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. And, of course, our 24-hour dial-in message line is 713-570-6736. With all that being said, we're going to jump right into today's episode. Today, we are fortunate to have one of the hardest-working men in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. He serves as the Sports Information Director at Alabama State. And I'll present to some and introduce to others none other than Brother Travis Jerome. How you doing today, sir? Good, Mike. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing real good, man. Let me say first, thank you uh, for making yourself available. I know it's been chaotic this last week. Who would imagine in all the years you've been involved with athletics that you would have what you have? But as I stated in the introduction, the show must go on, right? It always does. Nothing, nothing ever stops. We just, we just act like it's May now and we start getting ready for fall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people um, who really just look at sports as possibly a box score or a little press clipping of what has been uh, released the day before, even the week prior to. It's more to it than meets the eye, is it not? <laughs> there, There's so much more that goes into what happens at a game. Um, you see teams that go out and, and you always hear the the old saying, games are won at practice, not at, not during the games because you can't make adjustments. You have to prepare ahead of time. That's exactly what we do day in and day out. Um, it's a grind. Um, it's got to be something you love to do. If, it's, if you're just in it to watch sports, you pick the wrong business to get into. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, a lot of people don't realize in order to be qualified as a division one program you have to have 14 sports but you're one of the few you have 18 sports involved and let's be honest sometimes in in many cases it's a one-man shop and uh you might have an 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 agent or two to help you out in a part-time atmosphere or assignment but basically a lot of it and most of it falls right back on that that person in charge in your case sid at alabama state correct it does. Um, you know, I've been blessed to be at, at several different institutions and, and to groom myself for this. I've been, you know, a GA, I've been an assistant, a director, and went back to an assistant and now back to a director, all with the, the goal of being the, the head of your office. And you, you learn along the way how to manage time, whether it's eight sports, 12 sports, 18 sports. Um, yeah, I've been blessed to, to work with some of the best and work for some of the best. Um, some that are retired, some that are still working. Um, but I've also been blessed to have some good assistance while I've been here, whether some of them have been here for a short time. But, you know, the, the ones that have been here have, have been a blessing. Um, I try not to make them do it how I want them to do it. I want them to, to have their own niche in the business. 
but it always falls on your shoulders as a director to make sure things go well. And with the success we have here at Alabama State, um, it's tenfold basically. Then, and I hate to say that about other other institutions and other people in the business, but when you win the way we win here, things multiply. Um, and you have to make sure you're ready, not only prepping for what you've got to do, but making sure you get out on social media these days, whether you write a release, whether you get coaches, whether you get student athletes in studios for interviews, whether you, um, whether you get them a 30 second spot on TV, whether you record a 30 second spot and send it back to your TV station. Um, we're, we're blessed here in Montgomery to have a, a, a great deal of media that understand our situation understand where we are and for those that don't know we fight day in and day out with three other division one institutions that we call the triangle of death we got auburn 45 minutes to the east we got troy 45 minutes to the south and we got alabama two hours to the north so we're all fighting for the same thing and for us to even get 30 seconds on the news these days is, is a victory for us but you know it all falls on me and and if i can't get it done i'm the i'm a hardest i'm a harshest critic um well i'm a second harshest critic I think my, my harshest critic, I would say, was my wife, but now it's my 11-year-old at home that says, Daddy, I don't ever see anything about Alabama State. Did y'all win early? <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's kind of one of those that when you get that, when you get home and she goes, did you win or did you lose? I'm like, you didn't see us on the news. Oh, they didn't talk about you tonight. I'm like, eh, well, we won. <laughs> oh, we lost. And so we have a discussion. So it, it hits home when you get when you get home and you got that 11-year-old telling you, Daddy, you know, you got to do, did you win or lose? Come on, you got to do better than that. I know that's right, man. Look, uh, the father of two daughters, myself, I know exactly. Them daughters just got a way of hitting them, them, <laughs> them the key points on Papa, don't they? <laughs> well, no, without a doubt. And, and you know, she, she's my biggest fan. She's the biggest fan in Alabama State, you know, in my eyes. Um, so, you know, Mike, you know how this business has changed over time. 20 years, it seems like 100 years ago, the way things have changed. And you just have to adapt and for us, it's, you know, and for me especially, it's I have to learn something new every day. Um, you know, we went from faxing 20 years ago and, and keeping hand stats to this year, NCAA Live Stats rolled out something new, and you basically have to learn on the fly. Um, and then, of course, you throw in all the broadcasting, the web streaming, everything else. If, you know, things have evolved in this business so much, and you can see the, you, you hear people talk about burnout. You see people dropping out of the business. It's because of all the new things that have come in and, and the way things change. And it's just hard to keep up. Um, you just have to, to make sure, especially with 18 sports, how to balance it. Um, and we've done a good job around here of being able to balance that. Um, you know, just this last week, we are, the last three weeks, we've, we've hosted 100 events on campus because we hosted a high school regional. And we were at every single game. We didn't miss a beat. Um, we had home baseball, home softball while we were on the road at Houston. Didn't miss a beat, had everything covered. Um, but then again, it falls on me to make sure it's all planned and make sure it's covered the right way. Absolutely. We're talking right now with Travis Jerome. He is the SID at Alabama State in Montgomery, of course, one of the uh, sister schools of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And you talked about it, and we know organization is a huge key. Um, I myself... Uh, we try to juggle things, and you can't wait two weeks before the start of a season trying to organize thoughts and plans. Um, I'm, I'm a stickler. I get on people's nerves because I try to plan stuff out at least 90 days out because 90 days will come up on you so quick. And I got a little model that we use here at the open mic. Next season starts now. 
<laughs> you know, and there's no rest of the way. So how important and if you could go behind the curtain and, and help us figure out how you organize what you do at Alabama State. <laughs> Well, mine is a is a little unique situation, and you know that. And and first off, let me apologize and say that we're going to do a better job of getting our our simulcast to you next fall. Um, we're already in the planning stages of what we're going to do next fall now. Um, but for me, it's a little different, and I'll start that way. Uh, you know, it's not just planning what we're going to do for teams as far as how we publicize and how we get ready. But for me, it's how we broadcast, when we broadcast, where we're going to broadcast from. Um, I've got the, I've got the fortune, the fortune to be able to not only be the SID, but be the voice of the Hornets right now for football, basketball, baseball. Um, I gave some of that last year, but this year it's going to be all 11 games during football season. So now I've got to figure out how I balance all that together. Um, but with the sports information field, you know, and I started the, the process off of, you know, this whole interview and, and conversation about it's made for us. The way we generally go about doing things is when the last game is played, we take a week off and then we come in and we start getting record books squared away. We start working on media guys laying those out. We start trying to do game notes, lay those out. We try to get ahead of the curve with athlete stories so we can pitch to the undefeated, to ESPN, to our local media, to the, to the Black News Network, to you, to anybody else in the media that we can get the word of Alabama State out. Um, and if we wait until July, football reports in August, volleyball reports in August, cross country and soccer all report in August, that gives us less than a month to get ready. Um, athletes don't wait until July to get ready for an August season. They're preparing year-round. We've been preparing year-round. Um, football gets over. We try to update those player statistics in the game notes section and rip those pages out so we have them for record book issues for – game notes for media guys so all it is is a copy and paste same thing with basketball same thing with baseball this year with cross-country track and field we started doing performance lists which we've done everywhere i've ever been we just haven't had the the staff to do so um and now with a couple of gas and a full-time assistant on board we're able to do these things um tennis same thing we're able to go back and pull career results so for us this week was our spring break anyway um so we're taking this week to gradually just get our feet back under us, get, catch our breath, get ready for next week. Because once next week gets here, if anybody walks in our office, they're going to see two, three computers on everybody's desk working. They'll have one that'll have stats for the year, one that'll have our website open, and one we're actually working on. So we don't have to continually just close windows down and open new windows up. Um, our goal is to be finished by May 1 with all of this. That way, May 1, we can proofread everything, we can check everything, we can put a, a a comprehensive record book together, put it online for for alumni, for fans, for former players. We have former players call us all the time. Hey, my record's not in the book. This is what I have, blah, blah, blah. Can you check it for me? We try to take that time. It's For us, we've had so many Hall of Fame, County Hall of Fame members from high school, uh, people being inducted into the Alabama High School Athletic Association Hall of Fame, people get inducted into the SWAC Hall of Fame. That helps us at the end of the day because that makes us have to dig into those record books. And if it's not there, we have to go find it. Um, but like today, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's easing into the into the transition period. Um, we're trying to close out the seasons, which we would normally do two, three days out after the seasons are over. Now, you pull the curtain back, 
and people want to know what you know. Where did all this information come from? Where did all the you know? How did these media get this information? That's that's what we do for three months. We compile all this stuff, and then ESPN calls. Hey, we're we're covering your football game at Texas Tech second week of the year. Can you give us some stories? Give them twelve stories and let them choose. Um, and you do that the first week out, the first week of the season before the season ever starts. So Tuskegee, you're getting ready for Tuskegee, but you're also balancing week two and week three. Absolutely. Especially if it's a TV game. The TV games, you have to be prepared. Um, and it's not just for football. It's for volleyball. We host a big tournament in volleyball at the beginning of the year, the Swipe Me Act Challenge. We usually host that tournament. So we're trying to get ready for that, trying to lay everything out. The only thing that we lack going in to this period we're talking about are rosters with numbers because things change, especially now with the transfer portal. We have to be on top of it. We have to work with compliance to see who is signed. We have to work with coaches. Hey, can you give us jersey numbers? Hey, can you get us bio information? We try our hardest to make sure all of our kids are updated bio-wise. Um, and unfortunately, we're going to do that today with track and field and, and bowling, even though bowling is, you know, would have finished up this weekend. We finally were able to finalize all their bios, track and field. We finally were able to finalize all their bios. So you're talking 300-plus athletes that we have to know not only – by face and by name, but by information. Yes, sir. It's, a, it's a, as you say, a mouthful, a handful, a buggy full of assignments that have to be fulfilled. We're talking right now with Travis Jerome, SID at Alabama State. Now, Travis, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you have more than enough people that want to tag along for football. They want to tag along for basketball. <laughs> they want to tag, tag along for even baseball. But you have to look through the weeds and beat the bushes when it comes to your Olympic sports, such as tennis, track and field. And not maybe as much as track and field, because some people find some vainglory in that. But cross country, golf, bowling. Um, it's almost like trying to find a needle in a haystack to get people consistently covering that. Because everybody want to start off on Saturdays for kickoff in the fall, but they got to build their way up to that opportunity, right? They do. and. And luckily, that's why, you know, when as starting out as a student assistant, GA, and then as assistant, you can learn those things because I'll take it back to Troy at, at the Division One level. When I was an assistant there, I was in charge of everything but football and baseball and basically men's basketball, even though I had it for half a year, doubling women's basketball. You learn then, hey, not everything is football. You know, I had volleyball. And so when volleyball was playing, football was playing on the road. I couldn't even keep up with football because volleyball was so fast-paced at Troy. So it benefits to be able to have students and GAs that you can get in here. Um, like, for instance, our, our graduate assistant, now Daquan Lee, came in, and, you know, the first thing he asked was, hey, you know, do I travel to the UAB game, the season opener? And and we, we dropped it on him and said, no. I said, you don't travel at all right now with football. I need you here because you've got – you give them little duties to start off with with volleyball. They're not the contact, but you give them little duties to start off with in volleyball, like PA or running. Um, and then you give them a small sport if you think they're ready. Um, like Daquan handles soccer force, inputted every soccer game, had never inputted a game before. We sat down with him, showed him how to do it. And then after two home games, we left him alone. He was able to, to do everything input, PA. You just, but you don't find those everywhere. I've been fortunate everywhere I've been to be able to find those people. Um, and some of them think it's a punishment when you stick them with a cross country or you stick them with a volleyball or you stick them with a soccer. But I, but I tell them at the end of the day, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our student athletes and our programs need the coverage. And I said, to be honest, 
your job is harder than mine. I said, mine for football, people call me for stuff. You for volleyball, you for soccer, you for cross country, you have to be able to tell the story because they're not going to come out here every day like they do for football. Um, But, you know, just being a guy that has oversight of all of that, you you have to stay on them. Um, But, yeah, it's, you know, you have to look far and far and wide to to find people that understand that it's, this is not just football, that it's everything. Um, And then, you know, the unfortunate part is as the head guy, you, you know, you get coaches that don't understand that as the head guy, you're covering football and you may only have one, one other person that's trying to help you with three other sports in the fall. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we do our best at what we can do. We get good coverage across the board on everything. Luckily for us, um, we've been able to find those kids that have wanted to do it. We're in the process now of, of looking for another GA in the fall to, to help us with volleyball. We want somebody with volleyball experience. Um, that way we have a, a, an extra hand because of course football, I'm on air and it's tough to do play by play for football and be the, the primary contact for football at the same time, especially a TV game. Um, but you know, Daquan will be back. He'll do soccer again. Um, we'll have another GA that'll handle volleyball and then our, our top assistant will help, help me with football, but he'll also do cross country in the fall. That way he's getting ready for basketball. We just have a lot of crossover and then you have people that want to go with basketball. But at the end of the day, with basketball, you got bowling playing, you got golf going. Um, and again, Daquan handles both of those. He handles bowling and golf, which as a GA, you would think, no, you you can't. There's no way he can do that. He handles it. We help him a lot with it. But at the end of the day, he knows when events are and he knows what he's got to do for those events. And he gets it done. Um, and our the, the assistant I just brought in in January came from, he was at Troy. He's been at Mercer, Jay Sanders. He, you know, he understands that, he came in and knew what his sports were. I gave him women's basketball, volleyball, and um, softball to start because those are our three major women's sports. And, and he's taken them, hasn't questioned anything, hasn't questioned any motives, hasn't questioned why he got those sports. And when I first got to Alabama State, that's what I was assigned because I came in as an assistant. I wasn't always the director. I came in with a job to, to help transition the office. And, you know, I left the director job at Tuskegee to come be the assistant director at Alabama State. But at the end of the day, I knew what my role was, so I was able to ease into it. Football was football. I just kind of stayed in the in the shadows and told Brian Howard, who's at Fanny now, if you need anything, let me know, and that's what everybody here does. You know, if you need some help, let me know. Man, this sounds like a well-oiled machine working for the common cause of uh, ASU Sports. That's why you say ASU Sports Network, because when you time people from different angles, it uh, it takes more than one to perfect anything uh, on the outside looking in uh, on a job being well done. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, you know, the NCAA sometimes put out regulations on what your limitations are as far as coaching staffs, and uh, they don't do it for budgets. That's a whole nother topic. Um, do you think there should be some type of mandate required for D1 programs at least to have a certain slot or number of slots for SID department? You know, it's, that's always been a, a long discussion and, and a discussion that's been had by, by several people. Um, you know, power fives are power fives. They're going to have five or six full-time people. Um, when I was at Troy, it was a two-man shop plus a lot of GAs and students. Um, when I got here, it was a two-man shop with GAs and students. It's still a two-man shop. Um, you know, it, as far as mandating what 
can be done or what needs to be done. You know, you would like to see more people involved, but at the end of the day, with it changing and with it ever evolving, um, you know, you would have to set it at three or four people because five months into it, you'd have a person leave. Or two weeks into it, you have a person leave. You know, it's just hard to say. A lot of it depends on the the work ethic of the person that's doing it. I was a one-man shop for, ugh, I've been in this thing 18 years now. I've been a one-man shop, 10 of them. And I've had one spot, I had eight sports. Another spot, I had 14 sports. Um, a lot of it is dictated on the coaches. Um, you know, how well you get along with your coaches, how, how well you're able to work with your coaches as a, as a sports information professional. Um, and let your coaches understand, hey, I'm by myself. Um, and then go from there. You know, I would like to see it. But at the end of the day, what is the limit? Because, you know, you got a limit. Uh, we got a school, like I said, 45 minutes up the road. They've got five or six full-time people. Um, Troy's got two still. Um, Alabama's got five or six. Um, but at the end of the day, UAB, for instance, UAB in Birmingham is a two-man shop. And they're Division, uh, Division One Conference USA. Um, a lot of it is, is building those relationships. If the NCAA, is, it doesn't mandate how many people in staffs or in your one-man shop, two-man shop, is you build those relationships with those schools around you. Um, hey guys, I need, I need some help. You got a GA or somebody that can help, for instance. And, and I'll say this about UAB and Troy. UAB, two years ago, we kind of traded off. We had events when they didn't have events. They would send one of their GAs or assistants down here. When we didn't have an event, I would go, if we didn't have football, I would go up and input football games. Same thing with Troy. We flip, we flip. If they need some help, we go help them. If we need help, they come help us. Um, at the end of the day, we're all in it together and there's schools that are close enough to help each other. So really, there's really nothing that is stopping you from doing what you want to do except being able to pick up the phone or email. So in translation, don't isolate yourself and you have help beyond what you actually realize. And I think sometimes the human nature is people will look at a situation and figure, what can they do? It's just like if you ask the average person, uh, I need a thousand dollars by what's today? Well, we'll just say by Wednesday. At noon. Right. And so what they're doing, they're wasting time looking at their accounts and there's no way I'm going to come up with this instead of mm-hmm. reaching out, trying to find 10 people who can give you 100, 20 people who can give you 50 or, you know, however the case would be to build up to that and, and realize that you, there are more de- hands on deck than what you realize. But a closed mouth does not get fed. Exactly. And, and for years, and, and, I, and I'll be the first to tell you, for years, I thought it was always a competition. If I'm at Troy, I thought I was always in competition with Auburn, Alabama. If I'm at Alabama State, I, you know, you feel like you're in competition with Alabama A&M or, you know, with South Alabama or Troy in-state. But you're really not. It, 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 everybody is doing the same thing. We're all in this field together. We're all in this business to do the same thing. In the SWAT, we're not all working against each other. If people only knew that we actually talk to each other behind the scenes, email each other, ask questions. You know, if an SID from this conference asks me, hey, can you send me something? Can you send me a template of your game notes? Guess what? I pull a template and I send it to them. I have no problem doing that because at the end of the day, if it helps them promote their student athlete, that's what we're in it for. This, this network that we have in this conference is tight. It needs to expand in some areas. Some, you know, some need to get more involved in COSIDA because that gives you that national angle where you can pick up the phone. I can pick up the phone right now. I can call Adam Pendergrass down at Troy. We talk two or three times a week. 
I can call Shelly Cole or Kirk Sampson up at Auburn and ask them questions. I can call the entire staff at Alabama if I needed to and ask questions. I go up there every year and score regional and super regionals, not to get paid, but to network, to build that network, to be able to get some things. I can call Brian Freeman or Kevin Beasley down at South Alabama, and we just we go. But those relationships have been built over time. It's not a, a blind phone call. Absolutely. And they're willing to help me. I'm willing, And I tell them every time, if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to ask, even if it means me having to drive to Mobile, even if it means me having to drive to Tuscaloosa. I'll get in the car and go and go help. I mean, that's what we're here for. For instance, I'll give you one even better, Mike. I'll give you Jasher Cox, who's now the AD at Lincoln Memorial. He took my spot at Tuskegee. We talked six, seven, eight times a day. He's the AD at Lincoln Memorial. He still answers my phone call when I call, or he'll call me and I'll answer his phone call. So those are things that you have to remember if you're going to continue to get better in this business and want to continue to grow and continue to, to put the spotlight on your student athletes, which is what we're supposed to do. That's what you have to do in the long run. Yes, sir. If, if I'm if I'm hearing the underground SID coalition. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. You, you have to you have to build it and you have to keep it going. And, and I'm not. You know, for years I was, if I would call somebody and ask advice, I would never tell somebody else that I called another school. But now, I mean, it's it's this day and age, that's what you have to do. Right, right. We're speaking right now with Travis Jerome, SID at Alabama State. A uh, lot of good information that you're sharing with us. And let me ask this, um, in, in the role of helping to get your message out, how important is it for you to have open dialogue with outside entities? We know the big boys, the ESPNs, the CBS, the Fox, NBC Sports, and, and all the other major networks. But when you get a little old network like an open mic, uh, <laughs> you know, how important are those entities to have to help put legs to your stories? It, it's probably more important than, than dealing with the big boys. You know, I I tell people all the time, and, and it's reiterated by our athletic director, Jennifer Lynn Williams, that, you know, answer your emails, answer your phone calls, answer your texts, return them. If you don't know the answer, say, hey, I'll get back with you. And if you still don't know the answer, you know, build that relationship with, with them. I mean, you know, you, with you, you, you text me, you call me. And if I can get you, I can get you. If I can't, I can't. And, but the bigger thing is, is being able to, to have that platform. You know, so many people point to, oh, I got this many followers on social media. Oh, well, I got this many on, on Facebook. I got this many on Twitter. But if you go back and you really delve into to who's following you, not all of those are real accounts. And not all of those follow you every day. You've got to be able to pick up the phone. You've got to be able to call somebody. You've got to be able to email somebody, have a face-to-face with somebody, tell your story on a bigger platform than social media. You know, we've we've got social media platforms for every one of our sports. We've got our main account. Our main account has dipped to 13,000 because we've taken it. We've taken that and just made it our main subject area. We try to personalize everything with all of our sports. So we're probably 50, 60,000 followers combined total on social media, but we don't rely on that. We rely on being able to pick up the phone. Hey, Stephen, we got a story. You want to come out here or Hey, Haley or Hey, Adam. And those are our local media stations. We, you know, they're on campus more than, you know, than you would ever have hoped for in the past. You know, we, we were able to pick up the phone and call you. We were able to pick up the phone and, and, you know, and you see Charles Bishop and Dr. Cavell at Ed games and they know who you are and they ask you if you got anything going on. And that's, that's your opportunity. Those are your, those are your platforms, especially in the HBCU network. You've got to be able to build those relationships and, you know, 
and in order to do so, box to row for football, HBCU game day, Tyler Carr and Steven. You got Ken Rashad, you got HBCU Buzz, you got all these folks. If you rely on just your local media or the big boys, you're never going to get any coverage because at the end of the day, there are probably 11 or 12 platforms that cover HBCU sports exclusively. If you don't get on those platforms and you don't introduce yourself and let them know you're here for them, you'll never get your story told. And for us, that's our biggest platform. Yeah, we, we use the national spotlight as much as we can. Our local media coverage is on a great basis, but it's those HBCU networks that really are the platform for us that we're able to tell our story and tell it how we want to tell it. Well, sir, I appreciate you very much for those kind words. Um, the check is in the mail. It's, uh, post-dated. it's post-dated, though, so you can't cash it right away. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I do what I can. Yes, sir. We're talking right now with Travis Jerome of Alabama State, SID. Now, look, Travis, I know um, we've had a, a, a wonderful conversation here, and I know you got to get back on the grind of things, but I want to give you an opportunity to try to share some advice in your closing statement uh, to a young person who thinks they want to be in the life of a sports information director. Um, if I could say it, the best thing you can do is, is you know, I tell people all the time, there, there's no greater joy and, and no greater job in the world of being able to sit back and, and watch sports and watch student-athletes compete on a daily basis. Um, but for those that want to get in it, you've got to understand it is a daily, daily grind. It's not an 8-to-5 job. It's not a 9-to-5 job. It basically goes from the time your eyes open to the time your eyes close and even beyond that. Um, you know, I was in a situation where I was able to put my phone on silent for years being an assistant director. But when you become a director in this business, your phone has to stay on 24-7. You never know what you're going to deal with. Uh, you know, you're you're in an unfortunate business where you're dealing with, with young men and women, um, 18 to 23, 24 years old. Things happen. Um, you, you're, you're dealing with college campuses. Things happen. You're dealing with cities. Things happen. Um, you've got to be prepared for the good and the bad. You can't wear your emotions on your sleeve in this business because if you do, it will run you into the ground in a hurry because you'll see things, you'll have to deal with things, you'll have to write about things that no other person will have to do. Um, for instance, you know, I've been in a situation where I've had to write about coaches passing away during the season, after the season, writing about students, athletes have, have passed away. I've had to write about my best friend who was at AUM as a basketball player as a GA, write about his death that happened right after the season. You have to be able to handle those situations. But at the end of the day, when you go home, let those situations go. The best thing I can tell anybody is you have to prepare yourself on a daily basis. Know that this is not about just covering games. This is a lot of different things that will go into it. You've got to be able to to learn things on the fly. You got to be able to know how to broadcast. You got to be able to know how to shoot with a camera down. You got to be able to know how to input stats. You got to be able to, to write. But you, the most important thing is you have to be open to learning. If you're not open to learning, you're not going to survive very long in this business. I've been fortunate enough to be doing this as a student and to where I am now since 1996, 1997. I took three years off to be a high school athletic director. So from 97 to now, it's 22 minus 3. That's 19 years. And I, that's you, I don't even keep counting how long I've been doing it. 
but to be able to stay in it to where we've gone from handwriting stats and facts from the news to actually learning what the, the internet was to being here when Facebook opened up to now you have to learn how to do social media. Oh, hey, you got to broadcast too, or hey, you got to shoot. I need you to shoot this game. You've got to be able to adapt. And if you can do all those things and you can put your mind to it that, hey, I know this is not going to be an eight to five. There's no reason for me to wear a watch to work. There's no reason for me to have an o'clock in my office. Then you'll survive this until you're ready to retire. Very well put, my friend. And I want to thank you again for making yourself available. And thank you for answering my texts and my calls, man. I know we we are small fish in the ocean, but we are still swimming. And I appreciate you so so much, my friend. Um, Mike, anytime. You know, you know that all you got to do is call me or text me. Oh, no doubt, man. You you've been solid to the core, and we definitely definitely appreciate you, Travis Jerome of the Alabama State Hornets. And um, I'm gonna give you this shotting part on behalf of my Panther Nation. Um, I don't know what they're going to do about this Commissioner's Cup now. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I, I guess we'll the, the world may never know, huh? The world may never know. And, you know, it, it was a little tighter this year. But, you know, the way I look at it, it spring had just started. So, you know where we're going to go with that one. I'll just leave that one where it is. <laughs> oh, man. Man, look, I appreciate you very much, Travis. No, anytime. I, I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. We want to thank you guys for joining in with us on today. Don't forget, our YouTube channel is at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. I am going to exit stage left for right now. But until the next time, you guys be blessed. And we'll see you on the other side. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.